0: Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Hey everyone, I am back with Karen Austin. Hey Karen. Hey Linan. Yay. Okay, so we had so much to talk about and um, I'm so grateful that she's back. Um, we get to hear her lovely accent again and from what I have seen on social media, are you living on a boat, is that right? <laughs>
1: No, I'm not living on a boat. However, if I took the video outside or the audio outside, you could hear the water lapping against the boat. So it, um, I live on um, a little island in the river near the ocean in a subtropical paradise of Australia.
0: <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, listeners, I know you're jealous, but I hope you don't you're not too jealous when you find out that she has completely healed from all of her trauma and has no triggers. She can talk about her trauma. She is a trainer and helps other people to fully release and live very abundant lives. And so we're going to continue our conversation um, because Karen is very passionate about the nervous system. We're going to, we will talk about that today. I want to encourage you to go back to the other episode where she um, got into more depth about her backstory, um, her childhood. She'll touch on it a little bit today. And then then she'll also, we're just going to talk more about the nervous system because I think that's a very crucial part that's not talked enough about. So, Karen, tell us um, just real briefly um, what, like what your life was like and why you're so passionate about the nervous system.
1: Um, it took me a long time to get to the nervous system part of the healing. And it wasn't until I got to that that everything opened up. But if we go right back to those early childhood moments where the prison cell was in the backyard and the police station was attached to the house, we, we as kids had to be better than good. So that was the, the context in which my sisters and I were to live our lives, and I can imagine um, children of school teachers, um, police officers, ministers, preachers. You may recognise this whole good girl um, personality imposition. So, our life, or well, my life, particularly, I, I was. I had to perform and I had to achieve and that was how I was getting my self-esteem. Now, whether or not that was imposed, I can't tell you that it was internalized. Whatever the messages were going on in our household and our life, it was internalized and I just had to perform. Now, we often had a lot of people coming to the house or we would be playing in the backyard and the prison cell would open and someone would walk out. Um, it, it, it was quite the bizarre childhood when I think about it now.
0: So there were no, but they weren't contained. They had, they, they, were,
1: they, were, they were contained, but every now and then someone would just want to sleep in there overnight And so instead of walking a few miles to their home from the local hotel, they would walk and sleep in the cell and then just open the door the next morning. Um, And so, you know, when you have that startle response, if, if you hear a loud noise, your body automatically looks around for danger. And we have this amazing autonomic nervous system. So we would be out there playing and then the door would clang open and someone would walk out because, you know, they didn't they didn't want to walk all the way home after a night of drinking at the pub. So they would just come and sleep it off and we'd be there playing. And this amazing nervous system. Like if you look at our evolution as a, as a human being, we did start out as a single cell amoeba. So the reptilian part of our nervous system is over 400 million years old. And it is the part of the nervous system that would freeze. So if you were a single cell amoeba under the ocean, you would go into this freeze response. So you wouldn't get eaten. And so that's the highest level of our protection. And then as the evolution continued, we, we had these vertebraes. And so then we would have um, the capacity to run or to fight. And so that's another aspect. We have the freeze aspect, pretending we're dead. We have the um, flight aspect and we have the fight aspect. And then... We have the social engagement aspect, so how we connect, that desire to connect and um, procreate and innovate and create. So we have these four categories of behaviours and they are defined and informed by the nervous system. And it's through the evolution of who we've been as a species over these hundreds of millions of years the thing is we still have this nervous system from this ancient nervous system and it's the thing that keeps us alive and thank god for that because we would have died out as a species like forever ago and so we have to love it because it mobilizes us for our protection and then it can downregulate, it can come back down to normal. Um, I wanna give you a description, let's say a jellyfish in the ocean. So the jellyfish, it expands and contracts and it expands and contracts. And it is fully at home in its environment, expanding and contracting as it's moving through the ocean. So we have that same capacity to expand and contract and expand and contract. But it's a body-based thing. It's a body-based thing. And we have been stuck in the contraction. So if you look at... When when you say
0: we have been stuck in the contraction, you're referring to people that have had really, really um, difficult traumas tough traumas, or anyone. Yes.
1: yes and no. So it is people who have had intense traumatic experiences, and it's also people who have, didn't have the person that they needed, that solid relationship growing up as a child, if they didn't have that relational co-regulation. And it can be people who are in high-stress jobs, who are in jobs that don't really fulfill them, don't have the meaning for their soul. They've gone into this work because it's what they were told to do, what they're expected to do, all of those particular reasons. And the reality is if you are not living your passion, your nervous system is highly mobilized
0: And what, what do you,
1: can you explain
0: that highly mobilized?
1: So it's in the fight, flight, freeze. And if you, yeah, it's in that mobilized response for protection and survival.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: So it's in fight, flight or freeze. And then if we break down, so they're three highly refined survival mechanisms. And we have to love the body for them because they've kept us alive. And if we break down each of those um, categories, imagine in your world, in your day-to-day life, if you are fighting with people, if you're always in disputes or there's always upset in your environment, that's your part of the nervous system. The fight part of the nervous system is highly activated. Um, Not only that, If you are in that fight activation all the time, you would have a particular belief about the world. Mm -hmm. I have to fight my way through. Um, There would be specific words, thoughts, actions, behaviours and body sensations that show that you're in the fight part of the nervous system. And the problem only happens is when it's continuous. In those moments that we actually need to fight for our survival, it's perfect. The challenge comes is when all of those behaviours continue on and yet we're in a safe environment where we don't need it. And so the nervous system is stuck in the fight when we don't need it.
0: Okay. Wow. And then for, for someone who as a child, they were always in fight, flight or fight, wait, fight, flight. freeze. Or freeze. Thank you. (laughs) A lot of Fs there. When you're in that, in that, either all of them or one or both or, or two of them then that i mean i it's very
1: unhealthy um, it is because it colors your view of the world so if you were stuck in the flight aspect and not not just and you don't like need it mental,
0: anymore also your your physical it's taking a toll physically it's your
1: whole it's it's everything. It's physical, Yourself. mental, emotional, and spiritual. If you're in flight mode and you don't need to be, what do you think it is? It's anxiety. Mm. How many people do you know that suffer from anxiety and think that's normal? What it is is a nervous system that's stuck in that anxiety mode, in that flight mode. hmm And then if you consider freeze and the behaviours in our external world would be depression. Mm -hmm. You can't, you're not motivated to get up, but you're frozen in one spot. There's all the procrastination. There's all the beliefs about I'm not safe. I'm just going to be here and be invisible. I'm not going to let anyone see me. And so it's like all of these aspects of our... I'm sorry, it makes me cry that there are so many people who think anxiety has to be a life sentence, who think fighting has to be a life sentence, who think depression has to be a life sentence. What they are are these incredible symptoms of a nervous system that hasn't found its way back to um to its normal expansion and contraction Mm. and it's happened because we've become more mental focused yes we've forgotten that the body this amazing body has so much wisdom and for many people um there have been times when they've had to dissociate from the body because of whatever was happening to them at the time and I know I've seen it in the courts where the person has been blamed for not fighting back and then they carry this shame and guilt that they didn't fight back that they should have done something when really If they were able to look at their body and go, oh, my God, my body kept me alive, my body Mm. knew exactly what to do to keep me alive and have such an honouring and such a gratitude for the body rather than carry this shame, it's heartbreaking.
0: Hmm. What I hear you saying is this process that we've been given. um, It's, it's to serve us. And, and we, we have been stuck because of, well, essentially, we didn't know how else to handle what was in front of us, what, what we were living and enduring. And so um, it's still there and it still can function in a normal and healthy way. We just have to find a way to adapt to our environment and adapt to the past that we had and, and just write a new story with our nervous system
1: we can definitely write a new story with the nervous system absolutely there are so many amazing amazing body based um, therapies out there it's like we're at this perfect moment in time when these specialist you know the people that are dealing with the neurology, the people that are doing with the dealing with the physiology. They're all sort of cross fertilizing, and we are at this perfect moment in time when there's this this knowledge and wisdom and and healing that's available. Um, for me, I found TRE, the trauma release exercises, the most powerful because it down regulates the nervous system. It it brings us back to this perfect rhythm, this perfect expansion and contraction. Um, and there was a point that I wanted to go back to, Lynn Ann, around the childhood. We the part of our nervous system that relates to um, our capacity to connect and feel safe and feel social is because we we're mammals and all mammals have this social engagement you know you'll you'll see in the wild that they'll be preening and padding and you know caring for each other mm-hmm. and that's how we learn as children how to self-soothe and how to regulate that's how we learn it however many of us didn't get that Many of us didn't have that, that person in our life that was there to validate our experience, validate our feelings and, and help us soothe ourselves, you know, be in our emotional world in such a way that we can use it as a potent life force for creation. We, we just didn't have that. And so we have to learn that. It's like... To have the life that I know is available to you and everyone listening, we have to learn it. We have to learn how to use our emotional world um, for our benefit and the benefit of the planet. But if we go back to that young child, they didn't get what they needed. So they would have created these survival patterns or these protections we create these protection personality behaviors like the helper or the achiever or the um perfectionist Mm -hmm. we create all these personality types and they then make our nervous system even more mobilized more activated Mm -hmm. and so we also need to sort of dismantle i suppose dismantle those inauthentic ways of being and really getting back to our true self and what's true for this particular being at
0: this moment
1: at at this moment and so there are probably many people who have a a, a nervous system that's not serving them because they're in the wrong career Mm. Because you imagine our nervous system, it's, the reptilian part of the brain is so old. Its only job is to keep you safe. That's it. And so it doesn't like new things. It, it likes predictability. Mm-hmm. And so imagine if your nervous system is locked into fight, flight or freeze, it's only looking about survival. It's only looking for danger. Mm -hmm. It's not looking for opportunity. It's not looking for connection. It's not looking for creativity. So if you're nervous, I feel for so many people who are not following their passion, because how can they, if they are not safe in the body, if their nervous system is locked into fight, flight or freeze, There is absolutely no way for them to be able to connect with their passion, Mm -hmm. and yet there is a way. There's a number of ways that you can learn to self-regulate, and that you um, that you can learn to self-soothe, that you can regulate your emotional world so that it creates your future from the vision of your life rather than from the past, Mm. and it also. Beautiful. Creates relationships like those juicy relationships that I know we all long for.
0: Yes. And, and I feel that we like just as humans as a species, we don't slow down enough either. We're just taking action and moving and, you know, just even if we're slowing down enough to sit, and watch, and binge watch a series. That's, it's just a substitute.
1: It definitely is. We can distract ourselves with activity, with mm-hmm. substances, with um, binge watching, and it's all because we can't inhabit our body because mm-hmm. there are things in there that we don't want to feel, and yet we, if we can't feel it, we can't heal it. Yeah, And there's a way to actually feel and be with the intensity that's stuck in the cells with grace. It's like we start to build awareness of our internal world at the same time that we're building our awareness from, of the external world. It's like we have to build it together so that we don't get hijacked. And so, oh, yeah, there's a sensation in my body. I feel like I want to run away. It's like that sensation I want to run. Okay, I'm now going to look at the sky. Okay, I can feel the wind. I can hear the sounds of the people next door. Okay, I'll come back to that intensity in the body. It's like we have to do it so gently, just like this beautiful rhythm so that we then build our capacity to be with the intensity All it wants to do is leave. Mm. All it wants to do, the body, the body has this incredible organizing principle towards health. Like just holding this context, everything the body is doing for you or showing you as a communication, as a sensation, as a signal is towards health. That's its organising principle. Even down to a cut, if you cut something, a finger, if you cut a finger, we don't have to do anything except keep it clean. So the body's organising principle is towards life and health. We just have to allow it access to that. So operating in the context that the body all it wants is health and everything that it's telling you as a communication, as a sensation, as a feeling is something to take notice of on the pathway to health. And then we can't have that, hold that context and not have it for the whole of life. So if my body is always operating towards healing, then I also have to hold the view that every aspect of life is doing the same thing. So if I have the view that life has my back, I just have to learn and become fluent in the languages of my being Mm -hmm my body my emotions my mind my spirit or soul or whatever whatever faith that you have i just have to learn those languages Hmm. and as i'm learning those languages i build my capacity I don't go all in at once and overwhelm myself and re traumatize myself. I do it at the speed that I can expand and contract, which is the rhythm of this particular being, each individual body. Then my whole world opens up with connection, with courage, with love, with creativity
0: Mm, thank you that is so beautiful
1: wow and
0: do you work long distance so if someone contacts you
1: i do i do i um i work with groups and i work with individuals online and in person So when they open up the borders, you can definitely come and see me in subtropical paradise. Uh, And between now and then, I do offer sessions online.
0: And so for, like, how many sessions does it usually take?
1: Well, it it depends on the individual. And it depends on where they are in their healing journey. Mm -hmm. Um, The most important aspect that we look at first is... Yes, it's a little holographic we look at the vision of their life what it is and it doesn't matter the size of the vision it could be I want to make it through next week which mm-hmm. is how I started okay if I'm going to stay alive I need these little goals and I had some of the craziest little goals mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it was to stay alive for a week. Oh, okay. And then the next week and then just building on that. We also have to look at the capacity to self-regulate. So we do a lot of um, initial work with the emotional world. And then we get into um, playing with the nervous system. So it's, it's very much individual based on where they're at in the journey and um, and then when I work with groups, I will talk to each one first just to see whether or not um, they can manage the group energy or would prefer the individual attention. Okay. The, wow. the wonderful thing about the way I work is that um I want you up and out of my calendar as soon as possible because there's a level of agency and an autonomy in being able to care for your own well being. Mm. So that's why I love the trauma release exercises because they are something that once you are able to um, regulate, activate, and manage that that is something that you can do at home and then the rest is the emotional regulation and then the vision what it is you want to bring into your life as you regulate your nervous system
0: oh my goodness how wonderful and so is it also partly manifesting is that a big part of it
1: I uh, yes so it's like when you release the past from the body and because all of those fight, flight, freeze responses are chemical communications from the brain that are stuck in the muscles. Right. Because they're stuck in the muscles. We, the the, the body is so in, exquisite that it sends these messages into the muscles so you can fight, so you can run, so you can freeze and if we don't utilise all of that adrenaline, it stays in the muscles and changes the chemical composition. So when we release that, we have more of our self present. And you can only create in the present moment. Yes. So for me, for a long time, I had fear stuck in the body. So no matter how many times I tried to manifest anything, and you know, hold that vibration, that higher vibration, no matter how many times I tried to do that, I just couldn't. I, I just I had too much fear in the body, and so it would negate those elevated emotions that, that I just couldn't fully embody. So so it's fun now. I just have to speak many things and they just arise. <laughs> and and we never Everything that we get in our life, through all of the traumas as well as all of the blessings and gifts, they all come through other people mm-hmm. yes. they all come through other people yes and so if we can 't be in that social engagement aspect of the nervous system, how can we connect? How can we have the conversations for, for our own um, work or dreams and visions and goals. How can we attract these people to come and work with us, work for us as clients? We just can't. And, um, and you know when you can trust somebody. And you know when you can't. And it's because of those inauthentic ways of being that we've all had as survival mechanisms the more you, the more we get rid of those inauthentic ways, those masks, those perfectionist behaviours, the more we get rid of them, the more we turn up, the more we trust ourselves and the more we learn to discern who and what and where we trust or where we place our trust.
0: Very powerful. Karen, thank you so very much. We have been filled with really incredible things. And one thing I've really been enjoying, so many things about doing this podcast, um, one of the very top things I would say is I am hoping to provide hope. The word hope just keeps, it's in the back of my mind and it's driving me. And I hope that um, your message will give people hope that they can they can have a fully um, abundant life with everything they desire, and no more past, no more dwelling on it, no more memories, no more triggers, um, no more bel- belittling themselves because of the past. Um, and just rising up. I thank you for your, all of your words.
1: Like exactly rising up. Imagine, imagine if we touched the lives of a hundred thousand women who were living fully in their passion and like living and loving unleashed. Imagine that. Imagine the systems that would change in, 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 in the family, in the community, in the Mm. world. It's like if you have a huge amount of the population who are suppressed because they're in their fight, flight, freeze mode and they're not living their passion and now that is unleashed, the legacy that we could create for a thriving planet is exponential.
0: It is. Even
1: just that one aspect of a person being able to live their passion, they then have their unique expression on the planet, which is what we need. Mm -hmm. I, I just get goosebumps when I think about the possibility of having, and specifically women, living and loving unleashed. The way we interact, the way we, I don't know, the world, our oyster, and what we could contribute to a thriving planet is extraordinary.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, I don't even think we can imagine. We're, we don't have the capacity to even imagine, but if we could get started, then I think we could eventually imagine it. <laughs> but we have to get to mm-hmm. that point. Well, yeah. thank you, Karen. Tell people how they can get a hold of you, because I'm certain you'll have some people calling you. Or so, reaching out to you uh,
1: yeah um my website karen austin that dot com, and i have a facebook group living and loving unleashed and my instagram is ruby rose 2810 ruby rose 2810
0: beautiful okay yes I love that. Okay, well, we've been honored. It's been a, a privilege to hear from you, and uh, thank you for all that you're doing for the world.
1: Thank you, Lin-Ann. Um Triumph after trauma. What a what a powerful rallying cry. It is possible, and thank you for creating such a. A format for people to have access to so many amazing people and their journeys and what's possible and definitely hope.
0: Thank you. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you For women only, it's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.